That's right, Jackie Jones live here at In Your Head Wrestling Radio. It's Jackie Jones show here live. And I'm going to be talking about AEW Dynamite because it's Wednesday night. If you're uh, if you're looking for the normal show, we're live Tuesday nights. Me and the One Inch Biceps uh, with the wrestling legends. And sometimes it's us talking to you, the fine fellows of the Headyverse. But Wednesday night here, so it's going to be me. Riding solo and talking about AEW Dynamite while it's fresh in my mind. It's a show I look forward to. By the way, though, an update. If you listen to In Your Head or watch In Your Head this week, I put it out there that I will review Raw for $10 a week donation from the Hediverse. $20 bucks will, will, will include SmackDown. $30 bucks will even throw in NXT. If we get up to $50, bucks. You also get a review of of TNA. The update uh, impact. The update is we're up to twenty five dollars already since yesterday. So that means a raw and a SmackDown review. And if we get some more, it looks like possibly NXT will be coming up. I don't know, folks. Thank you guys. I uh, I don't know if I should I thank you or should I should I be pissed? It's like thanks for the donations, but also now I got to watch Raw. And I'm a man of my word. I'm the most honest man in all of podcasting. I will watch all of SmackDown. I'll take notes. And you will get a live review on Tuesday night on In Your Head. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. So tonight, AEW Dynamite. It's uh, September 23rd, 2020. Hello, Stephen Butler here in the chat room. You're a good man. I love Stephen Butler. I love all the Hediverse, but especially right now, Stephen Butler, because he's here. There's other people here watching, but uh, speak up so I know who you are. By the way, we have um, Super Chats now on the Without Your Head uh, YouTube page, which is live Thursday nights and throughout the week. Sometimes uh, Tristan and I will do some extra shows. I'm not even sure what that entails because I don't I don't watch anyone else, but I don't even watch myself, but I don't watch anybody else on YouTube, so what the hell do I know? But 
We have super chat, so I'm going to try to uh, implement that over here on in your head as well. So hopefully, in the coming weeks, we'll we'll have super chats. What what do you do with the super chat? I really have no idea, but it's super apparently. All right, so the show opened with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, who are getting married uh, soon. And um, uh, let's see, so it's like uh, Kip Sabian and the best man, Miro, formerly Rusev. And uh, people ought to go with Rusev about his, uh, his attire, rightfully so. I mean, it wasn't uh, – he didn't look very menacing out there in, like, pajama pants and, and a T-shirt and stuff. But I assume this wasn't going to be, like, his wrestling gear. And uh, right away, he looked uh, looked in amazing shape, uh, thick muscles, uh, looking gr- amazing. And uh, and he looked and he was very serious throughout this match, which was much different than he's been. Which uh, well, interesting. I was to say different than he was. He's being uh, portraying himself lately in the show. But I think the first week he was very you know silly and comedic. But then um, last week it really was. Um, you could see the other side to him, which I thought was, uh, you know, was kind of foreshadowing of what he's going to be like once he gets into uh, the ring. And so this, this is this is where it's going. I think he's kind of the silly, loving guy, uh, fun-loving guy outside the ring, and then when he's in the ring, he's all business. So we're going to see where this goes. Um, I'm still not sold on uh, the pairing with him and Kip Sabian. I'm a big Miro fan, Rusev fan. I don't see a lot in Kip Sabian, though. I do think he has improved since um, coming to AEW. Um, when he was first there, I really thought he just had nothing going. Um, I still not like, I still don't think he's like a main guy or nothing, but um, he definitely has built up the confidence uh, being on air. And uh, it just comes off, uh, he comes off uh, more natural, comes off better. I uh, still not sold with uh, Penelope Ford's pretty hot though. Uh, so they wrestled uh, Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela, which is uh, all in the news. They're all in the news right now because. Uh, so that, you know, um, Cornette's very hateful to them and saying all this stuff about them, um, which, you know, you, you're right to do whatever you want to do. Uh, so they had, they fired back a little bit. I actually thought it was pretty funny. They're like our new, we just got the permission. I'll say Joey Janela said this, Sonny Kiston. Uh, we got the permission. We're going to be the new, new Midnight Express. So it was, pre- it was pretty funny. Uh, and then Cornette apparently sent him a cease and desist order, but I think he's saying they didn't. Or he didn't. Maybe it was the. It, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I. I'm not following all these guys on on the YouTubes and Twitter. These Twitter battles. I'm a grown man, and these and uh, Cornette's older than I am, and he, he's like battling people on the internet. But I don't know. To me, it was just a bunch of. It's a silliness. They were having fun with something that really shouldn't be taken. You know, life or death, and uh, and just seems like. Uh, just seems like there's this bitter personal hatred of AEW on it to me it goes beyond like what he thinks of the actual wrestling it's just like he hates these people on like a personal level a level it's very strange to me and some of it i don't get but again what i was just saying whatever makes you happy but i don't think it makes you happy it seems whatever makes you miserable i guess uh urius tasher says the pope would be a good manager for AEW. oh the pope from i was thinking the actual pope from the Vatican, but I see what you're saying. Um, possibly. I was just saying he might be a better fit with private party and people are going to think automatically I'm putting, you know, all the black guys together. Some, but, um, I'll get to it later, but I don't think Matt Hardy fits in with private party. I don't really see it's almost like, 
uh, Matt Hardy is now the, the Michael Hayes. When they put Michael Hayes with the with the um, with the Hardy Boys years ago, it didn't fit because it was like the cool guy of another era with the cool people of today. And what's really the connection? It didn't connect. And it's kind of like this. It's like uh, Matt Hardy's cool on his own, doing his. Um, I'm not a big fan of that stuff, but he it's got its fan base when he's doing the broken stuff. But he's just himself now, and like he's just trying to talk like he's Matt Hardy. And then he's paired with like these these two new young up and coming high flying guys, and I don't I don't think it works. Like it works for like I think Tully with FTR works, where you could maybe say it's the same kind of idea. It's like the modern day, um, you know, straight wrestling guys with like um, a wrestler that inspired them. But uh, I think that's the different dynamic where the, their their connection is wrestling, and if your connection is like you were the the young cool guys at one point that doesn't really work when, when one guy's, you know, in his mid forties now, uh, it doesn't work for me anyway. We'll see where it goes. But anyway, so, uh, this is the match. I'm a fan of sunny kiss. I don't mind Janela. I, I mean, I, I, I actually, I think he's, I like him too. I'm not like a huge Janela fan, but I, I like Joey Janela too, but I really like sunny kiss. I think he's a star. He's got a ton of charisma, very athletic, I disagree with a lot of a lot of the, the naysayers. Um, honestly, I was gonna say it. I think a lot of people who who hate him are are just homo- homophobic. I mean, a lot of it, like I'll hear, and they're like, "How can he be a babyface? Because he's effeminate, and like you're just supposed to basically saying you should hate the guy because he's gay." And it's just like, you know, this isn't the 1950s anymore. I, you know, there's another thing I hear. Um, Cornette says, and I hear some other people, uh, Disco, who I like Disco. I mean, I, I don't dislike Jim Cornette either, but they'll talk about like um, non-wrestling fans see these people and like they'll, they don't, they won't want to watch wrestling if they see Sonny Kiss, if they see um, Orange Cassidy, which that one's really mind-boggling me. But for, for a couple things here, I'm going to say, uh, one, um, Orange Cassidy, I think, is actually the opposite of that statement. I think he actually appeals to um, non-hardcore wrestling fans. I know uh, I've seen with my own eyes uh, when I was in Chicago with my friend Matt, his friends are old WWE fans and didn't watch AEW, but came along, you know, because, you know, because live wrestling. And uh, they knew Jericho and John Moxie, these kind of guys, and uh, they weren't really into any of the AEW homegrown guys, but universally they loved Orange Cassidy. Um, my brother at work, uh, they're not even wrestling fans as co-workers, but they, but they know of Orange Cassidy. They've seen the clips on YouTube, and that's the guy they ask him about. I've done on Without Your Head. I've had uh, lapsed wrestling fans who stopped watching in the 90s. You, they're filmmakers, and uh, he talked about, you know, he got back into wrestling because AEW, and his wife, who was never actually a wrestling fan at all, but she started watching because he's watching it. Her favorite guy was Orange Cassidy. I think he's actually a guy that does appeal to uh to people outside the hardcore wrestling uh fandom uh because he's fun and the and um you just have to face facts there's a different audience today people back in the day people did watch wrestling maybe not because they thought it was real but they wanted to see simulated realistic fights i guess but we have we've seen mma and stuff so we know that's not really what they look like and I think the majority of the fan base today watch it to be entertained, not necessarily to think this is an actual um, real fight. And so it's people watch for a different reason. 
And, you know, that's not right or wrong. That's just what they do. And it's not right or wrong if someone else, you know, from another era wants to long as for their old wrestling, but you have to just come to, to the fact that things change. So like, I'm sure I've heard stories in the eighties, like Ole Anderson was originally against the rock and roll express. Cause they're too small and stuff. And so it's, it's just what, Wrestling changes. He was from another era and he wasn't used to what was going on. And the same thing as today, people from another era. And me personally, I do prefer the style of the eighties. I love the NWA Crockett style and I, I love like ECW in the nineties, but um, I had to accept that this is, this is different modern wrestling and either accept that and, and watch it and try to enjoy it. Or just don't watch it, I think, when it comes down to. So I actually really enjoy AEW. I don't watch, I don't enjoy WWE. I'm forced to watch it now because I've been paid. But another thing I wanted to go before I went too much on a tangent there was um, was that um, about not, not a, um, about uh, Orange Cassidy and Sunny Kiss not, not appealing to an audience outside of hardcore wrestling. Um, another thing about that is like, how, how would these guys know? whose lives are wrestling like Jim Cornette since he was like, since he was like a teenager, his life was professional wrestling. Even before he's in the business, you know, he was doing newsletters. He was, he was taking pictures, a photographer. And then um, from what was he 18 or something when he gets in, or maybe even younger when he gets into actually being a manager. And from there on his, his career, his life, is professional wrestling. So how would he know what, like, uh, like what a normal person sitting at home would think of that anyway? You know, he's like a, you know, 50 something year old guy getting close to 60. What does he know? You know, what, like a 30 year old person in, you know, in New York or, or, or Florida or wherever, uh, you know, thinks so. I mean, why, why would he know? Why would he know what they would think? You know, it doesn't make sense. So I'm just saying, if you're in the wrestling bubble, how do you how do you really know? They're just going by what what what, what the wrestling norm was, you know, in the 70s or the 80s or even into the 90s. But th- you know, things have changed. And uh, I mentioned this before, but Sunny Kiss like shows like um, uh, drag drag race um, is a mainstream show now. Drag queens themselves, I've actually interviewed some uh, drag queens on uh, Without Your Head, and they said there is part of the um, part of that uh, community who who doesn't like that it's become mainstream because this was their thing. It's kind of like that happens a lot of things. Uh, if you're into Metallica, once it became mainstream, then they didn't like the, the mainstream audience who likes it. And uh, Anyway, there's a there's a mainstream audience today for uh for drag queens and that community, and so I think it 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 appeals to a bigger group of people. Not everyone who sees a drag queen today is going to be like, I hate them and they should be beat. And uh, and I'm glad. I'm I mean, I don't want that, don't really want that reaction. Uh, is uh, this is my opinion? Wait. Uh, so we had a uh, mirror look very serious. Looks like a powerhouse. Um, he did an amazing urinagi, I think they call it, but a standing one, you know, like the rock bottom, you know, like the one-handed slam on um, on Janela. Just, like, killed him. Looked pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, it was just good stuff. And um, I do think they beat the wrong guy again. I think this was two weeks in a row uh, when Janela and Sunny Kiss lost and that they uh, that they beat uh, Sunny Kiss. I, I do think Sunny Kiss is, has more upside 
than Janela. I actually like both guys. I like the team, but I, I actually think uh, Sonny is actually a star. A lot, lot of charisma there. Uh, Eddie Kingston promo. This this was great to me. So earlier uh, in in the um, in the night, we found I found out on you know social media that uh, that Archer was. They said he tested positive on the show. They said that he was around someone who was positive. Uh, you know, it could be either one. I'm not sure, but either way, he wasn't on the show tonight because of COVID. And so they they said that it was Eddie Kingston was going to have the title match instead of doing the six man, which I was excited about because I'm a big Eddie Kingston fan. And so Eddie came out and cut a great promo. I, I was really into this. He was, you know, talk about him and uh, John Moxley, you know, uh, coming up together. And, you know, like there are two hardcore guys from the Indies. And then John was you know, basically a sellout. He's saying he goes and wrestles for us, the sports, enter- sports entertainment. So he's like, you know, come on out, sports entertainer. This was good to me. This is a good promo. Eddie Kingston, great promo. A uh, lot of believability, a lot of, uh, of heart, a lot of emotion. So this made me uh, looking forward to this. Uh, Evil Uno versus Hangman Page. When AEW started, uh, Dark Order was one of the things I really didn't like at all. Um, I personally think they've gotten better. I actually thought Evil Uno had gotten a lot better um, right before they brought in Brody Lee. And I was actually disappointed that Brody Lee took the spot there because I thought Evil Uno was doing so well. And I and when when um, Brody Lee was really doing the the – the McMahon stuff, I was not into it. And I love Brody Lee, but I, I, I don't think he fit that gimmick at all. And ever since they stopped that and they've been going with a more um, vicious Brody Lee, I'm really into it again. So uh, ever since Brody Lee, you know, killed um, Cody, I've been really uh, into this. So we had Evil Luna versus Hangman Page. Um, this was a really good match. Um, Hangman Page is a guy, to me, has been really impressive the last couple weeks in the singles. Uh, both this was a really good match. Evil Uno, I think this is the first singles match I've seen him in. Uh, he's got this weird charisma to me in the ring, his weird mannerisms that I, that appeal to me. I'm not saying he should be like world champ or anything, but I I like him. Uh, I know I know it's a really polarizing uh, thing. The the Dark Order, a lot of people hate it. Uh, I'm into it. Uh, I actually really like Kenny Omega as a heel. I'm not, you know, I've been pretty vocal. I'm not a big fan of his character on the show normally. But ever since he um, he started, it, it's do, he's doing a good job at it too because originally it was very subtle with the heel, and now it's it's you know more pronounced, and I think it, it's a progression which uh, I like, and uh, so this is interesting. I think once we get to these matches, they're going to be good. Hopefully, you know we can have crowds at some point because a crowd for for um, Hangman Page and um, and Kenny Omega would really add to the, to the match. So again, they 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 you know we're going with the storyline. The Rizzo is going to be a tag team. Um, Kenny Omega doesn't want to do tag many tags anymore, so he took himself out of the match, and it became the singles match. Uh, it, uh, there was a couple matches uh, tonight where they showed that you know the um, the Dark Order they're outside really trying to help their people win. Again, progressing the storyline there. Uh, Bucks promo, uh, not as memorable as the last couple weeks, probably because they didn't. Uh, super kick someone's head off. Maybe they could have super kicked somebody. Uh, so this was a really interesting match because I wasn't sure what you would do here. It's uh, Brody Lee versus uh, Orange Cassidy because you have Orange Cassidy, who's honestly one of the hottest guys in the company, and he just came off a, a huge victory 
over um, Jericho, who's the most established guy they have, their biggest star. So you have uh, Orange Cassidy coming off that. Brody Lee, who just won the title and really uh, reignited his, uh, his stance in AEW. To me, I wouldn't have done this match because you don't want either guy to lose at this point. If 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 um, if it wasn't coming off Orange Cassidy just beating Jericho, I would say this was excellent because the match was great. Orange Cassidy lost, but because of so much interference, he had over you know he had so much odds he couldn't overcome them. Uh, Brody Lee really played the big man, taking down the little guy. It as a standalone match, I think it was actually booked excellent. It was, but I think just the idea of doing the match at all right now, I think I don't think it was the smartest idea. Um, without him coming off the Jericho win, I wouldn't have had a problem with uh, Orange Cassidy losing here. I'd, I'd honestly, I don't think there was a right way, right guy to win this match. I just wouldn't have done the match. But uh, that said, as a match, it was great. Um, I guess everyone knows I'm a big Orange Cassidy fan. I'm a Brody Lee fan too, especially like I said, since uh, the new uh, newfound vicious side of him. Uh, I, I really lose a good big man, little man match. Uh, you know, Brody Lee's playing the big man. And then uh, I like how they worked in Orange Cassidy's, you know, his gimmick stuff into, into the match where he's kind of played mind games with uh, with Brody Lee, where he just kind of collapses out of the moves. And then he rolls him up and stuff. It's, you know, it, it makes it work in the match as opposed to if, if when he's just doing the lazy stuff, which can be funny, but when you start to work in more serious matches, it might not work. So they're finding ways to incorporate that, which, which I like. Um so lots of interference in this, which which I thought worked because again it was it was giving Orange Casting an out because you don't want you don't want this guy just to get squashed because he's you know a star for your company. I in my opinion, I thought, well, this is gonna lead now to a rematch where it's gonna be like in a cage or or some type of gimmick match where there can't be interference. It would be like, yeah, Cassidy lost, but should he have lost? Now, I mean, you could still do this actually while they're doing the, the Cody stuff, but uh, maybe he could build himself back up to get another TNT title shot. This time it's in a cage, so so the Dark Order can't interfere. That's where I thought it was going, but I was uh, uh, the match, honestly, I, I loved. There's um, a lot of hope spots from Orange Cassidy. It really built well. You really you really started to get behind Orange Cassidy, think he was going to win the, the title. It was a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of emotion for him. The crowd was was good here tonight. With a with a real crowd, it would have been uh, would have been really good stuff. And so I was a little. Even though I love Cody Rhodes, and I'm glad he's back. And I thought he looked really cool with the black hair and the black suit. And I'm looking forward to Cody versus Brody. I I was a little disappointed that 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 was like the end. So Orange Orange get loses, and then he's kind of just out of it. He's kind of you know that's it. That's he's lost. Now Cody's back. Um, I just think it's um, you do all that to really build Orange Cassidy with all all these matches with Jericho and all that TV time, and you know him beating Jericho at the last pay per view, and then you have him lose immediately. I don't think that's uh, great. I don't think that's smart booking, but but it's not like awful. But I just think you know it's not the time for him to be losing because uh, in AEW wins and losses matter. And they should matter. So uh, you know. Um, if they do the rematch show, so Cody comes back, he's got the new look. I think it really looks, uh, works for him. It's funny because he used to have the black hair. Then I wasn't used to him originally with the, with the blonde hair. Now 
now I'm not used to him with the black hair, but it works. And I like the suit. And uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Brody versus Cody. This has been a uh, you know built well. Uh, Brody promo again showing a lot of fire. He's you know pissed. You know what kind of man are you, Cody? Like all this and uh, brings out the dog collar. Assume we're going to lead to a dog collar match. It's interesting because I remember um, Boom Boom. Uh, what's his name there? The comedy guy with uh, with with the Dark Order. Um, he was uh, he had a he had a like a fan art and like they drew him like in a dog collar. Like he was like the lap dog for Brody Lee. Uh, but anyway, I'm looking forward to this. The, even though I'll never be, I'll never be into the tattoo. It did look better in the suit. I think, I think because when you have, I'm not even against the idea of a neck tattoo. Like I would never get one, but if you're going to get one, you have to be covered. It can't be your first. You can't just have a neck tattoo. If you're like the undertaker and you're all covered in tattoos and it's also on your neck, I, I think it's, oh, you know, I get it. Uh, just having a neck tattoo doesn't work, but it looked, it looked more, re- it didn't look as bad, I guess. I would still say it didn't look good, but I think in the whole black suit, probably because the rest of the body's covered up. But I did, I did get a kick out of Brody saying that for God forsaken tattoo. Uh, Matt Hardy promo comes out, says it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Matt Hardy, former guest here on the show. Uh, I don't, I just don't think uh, him and private party. Uh, I don't think the combination works. I don't, I don't really know what they'd have in common. Uh, the, the new Matt Hardy uh, directions not working for me either. He's just like this nice guy. I mean, that's good and all, but I mean, it's not interesting. I don't know what you do with Matt Hardy now. I've always been a fan of Matt Hardy, and I was actually happy he came in there, but I, did, I haven't really liked anything he's done so far. Um, out comes Jericho in the inner circle, and he talks about, you know, oh, it's your birthday, uh, you know, Matt. Who gives a shit? Which I thought was pretty awesome. They get one shit a week, and uh, it's usually Jericho, but Jericho is, the, is just the man. If you don't like Jericho, you just don't like wrestling, I think. Uh, private party did promo and I think it was, uh, it was, wasn't too hot. I also didn't really get, I mean, I guess it will lead to tag matches and you want to prolong the, the feud as instead of just doing the one tag match. But, um, you've established that, uh, Jericho, Jake and Jericho are the tag team. So you assume it would be Jake and Jericho versus private party instead of Jericho versus uh, Isaiah. Cause uh, instead of um, establishing Jake and Jericho as, as a tag team going for the belts, uh, to me, this would be more about giving a hint towards uh, Isaiah being a, uh, you know, a singles wrestler. So I, I don't, I didn't, uh, not, well, I wasn't really sold on this angle. Well, we'll see. I don't think, again, I don't think Isaiah really was a, I don't think he's a bad talker, but he seemed, uh, he just seemed kind of green. He just didn't seem, he didn't have the confidence. He really wasn't wasn't uh at that level yet uh tully and ftr come out um I, I, this is a pairing i do like tully blanchard ftr i really like the, the matching jackets uh tully um sometimes even though like i just love his voice and his presence uh sometimes he um he doesn't know he forgets like what 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 they're supposed to be getting over and I know they're. I'm sure they're not scripting stuff for him to say, but he seems like he gets lost in what he's try what he's trying to get over. Maybe he forgets the bullet points or whatever. But um, so anyway, he was talking about. It's a little convoluted. They're going to do. Uh, they're calling it the 20 minute brush with greatness, where it means 
so FTR will defend the belts uh, versus tag teams, and they have 20 minutes to be. I don't know if it's defending, but they'll have 20 minutes to wrestle them. If they don't win, FTR actually wins. Why FTR and Tully Blanchard just have the uh, why? Why they can just make this rule? I can I get the twenty minute rule. I'm okay with that. But why? How can they just make the rule that if, if you guys don't beat us, we get the win? I'm not really sure. But it's wrestling, so I'm not going to get that involved with it. Um, I get the idea. I just thought it was a little messy how they put it out there. I also think twenty minutes is kind of long, really. Like if you're going to do this idea. I think maybe 10 minutes, really, like the 10-minute brush with greatness because 20 minutes is a pretty long match. So it's like you got to beat us in 20 minutes. I mean, not too many matches really go longer than that unless it's pay-per-view. And uh, But if you did like 10, then it's like, oh, well, you know, we only had 10 minutes. It's hard to beat, you know, these established wrestlers in 10 minutes. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. I also thought it was weird that they said, like, and we get to pick the opponent. So in my mind was, okay, they're going to pick some, you know, like the Mulkies or some, you know, or the equivalent of the Mulkies or even the Mulkies. Why not? We're going to going to fight the Mulkies. To me, that would, that would have been funny. And it also would have put them over as heels. Like we pick who we're facing. So we're going to, we're going to face bottom of the barrel people. But we're going to pretend like, you know, we're facing these, you know, big-time challengers. But uh, they pick so- SoCal Uncensored, who were the, the original tag champs of AEW. And, you know, uh, all three of them are positioned really well in the company. So, you know, Daniels is like a legend in wrestling, especially, you know, to this crowd. So I don't, I don't, really, I don't really get it. Like, I think the idea was there, but I don't think it was uh, presented very well. Uh, best friends come out who I'm uh, big fans of. And I remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about who goes with who fights FTR and best friends had come up. And I think, um, you know, at the time I thought, well, you know, I like best friends. I don't really see them, you know, being top, uh, top of the card guys going for the belt. Cause I saw them kind of the comedy guys, but last week, which I thought was to me, it was match of the year so far. The, um, the street fight it I changed my mind. So now I totally see it, which actually, again, that was pretty smart. You put them over strong in that. And now I can buy them as uh, going for the title. So hopefully this isn't just a one-off match. It doesn't go anywhere. And uh, hopefully, well, it's not even a match yet, but hopefully that uh, this builds up and we eventually get best friends uh, versus FTR. Uh, I think they could actually do a lot of really good stuff together. Uh, with the women's tag match, uh, Diamante and Ivelisse for Slender Rosa and Sheeta. Um, yeah, this was good stuff. I'll be honest, I was making coffee at the time and not cause I'm sexist. I was, I was dying for some coffee, but, uh, it was a good match. Um, Dasha backstage with, uh, Jericho again, Jericho's so good that you can just put the mic on him and he's great. Put the camera on him. He's great. You could tell he's having a lot of fun, which I'm all about. I know some people are really anti-fun in, in the wrestling world. They're, it's weird that people get mad that I know they they say it as a negative thing that these guys are like friends and are having fun. I I, I don't I don't really understand that. But um, uh, MJF comes out. These two are gold together, gold together. MJF and Jericho, uh, two best heels may, maybe in all of wrestling. Two best heels in AEW maybe I th- I and not maybe two best heels in AEW. I think maybe the two best heels in wrestling. Um. Great pairing because you have the you know these you know the legend established Jericho MJF who I think uh, has really won everyone over already but still you know to new audiences you want to establish this guy more 
you pair these two guys together, they play off each other well. I like that they're both heels, and you could tell they still don't like each other, even though you know they're trying to build this bond together. This works for me, and it's uh, and it's comedy, but not 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 like I even like some silly comedy. It, that's fine, but this is comedy that doesn't get in the way of in some seriousness. So I like uh, in coming weeks. I forget the dates. October something. We're going to have to sell thirty years of Jericho, which I'm looking forward to. Um, those segments are hit and miss. Sometimes they're very funny. I know there's a couple they did I didn't care for, but hopefully it's good stuff. Uh, so then we had the main event: John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. A uh, good physical match. Um, uh, in a way, because they only really had this night to build it up, and they did the best they can. But I know it was under weird circumstances. But I think if you had weeks to build this up, like. It would, you know, obviously you can say with anything, though, if you had weeks to build something up, it would be bigger. But I hope I uh, hope we get to see more of uh, Eddie Kingston in the title picture, uh, honestly, in the future. But a uh, really good match. I think the two singles matches with Eddie Kingston both been uh, both been uh, title matches that he lost, interestingly enough. But why would he why? Part of me is like, why does he get a title shot here? He hasn't beat anybody, but. We'll look over that, but it, it does bother me a little bit. But um, but his match very good, good physical stuff. Uh, this is a guy I think Moxie uh, works well with. Uh, then we had uh, Will Hobbs run in. He was taken down by the Lucha Bros, and then we had uh, Team Taz come in. So the heels are reigning supreme here at the end of the show. Good stuff. I don't uh, probably not. This isn't a knock because I actually enjoyed it from beginning to end. There's, you know, I went over it. Some stuff uh, worked better for me than other things, but a uh, really solid show. Probably not as good as last week, which I thought was uh, one of the best uh, episodes of Dynamite, but uh, I really enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, sad news here, which, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about with Inch or two on Tuesday, obviously, but uh, the passing of Road Warrior Animal, uh, six years old, died today. One of the absolute legends of wrestling. I mean, uh, arguably the best tag team in wrestling, depending, you know, best. probably I would think the most over tag team ever in wrestling. I mean, people still, you know, talk about the Road Warrior pop. Uh, for members of the Headyverse over on the Facebook group, uh, you guys will know uh, Road Warrior Animals an active mem- was an active member of our group and uh, has been there for years and uh, interacts with uh, people, you know, he's, he wasn't above talking to the fans. He talked to the fans in our group. Uh, he would always, you know, uh, reply to uh, to threads on there, talk about wrestling with everybody. And uh, he's on the show. I really liked him. It's, uh, yeah, really unfortunate. You know, so many people from that era um, didn't uh, live very long, unfortunately. But uh, rest in peace, uh, Road Warrior Animal. We'll talk more about him on the show this week. Uh, definitely a guy we could probably do like a tribute show to. Um, we'll see. All right. Uh, so I got some uh, I got some questions here. We're going to get to them. Like again, these Jackie Jones shows aren't going to be real long. I'm trying to pull up the 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 uh, page here. I'm not having luck. Let's try this again, folks. By the way, um, if you are a Facebook guy, go or gal. Go over to facebook.com slash group slash IYTrustling. Subscribe to us here on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're little. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. 
Yeah, 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 it was not small No, 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 Andre could drink And he could fight Drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight Andre was big Yeah, 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 it was not small No, 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 Andre could drink And he could fight Drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight Andre the Giant Andre was big Yeah, yeah, yeah it was not small, no, no, no Andre was great, he was not bad A great big heart and a great big man Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small, no, no, no Andre could drink and he could fight Drink, 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 and fight, fight, fight Andre the Giant From Grenoble, France Oh, hi. My name is Todd Farmer, and I put Nicholas Cage in space, and welcome to my tool shed. Uh, I'm here to talk to you about voting. And I know you're going to vote because you're smart, and because you love our country, and you love our planet, and you love our children in the future, and you know that there is an idiot in charge. So I need you to vote, and I know you will vote. But if you could do what I'm going to do and reach out to a couple of others, because there are a lot of people who didn't vote in the last election. There are also a lot of people who voted for an idiot in the last election. And they know it. They've seen it. Four years, the smart ones on that side know. So I've reached out to a bunch of people I went to college with. I went to a small Christian college, grew up in a small town in Kentucky. Slowly and privately, I'm reaching out to some of them to talk to them about it. And you know what? It's worked. A lot of people who voted for Trump are going to vote for Biden this time. And a bunch of people who didn't vote last time will vote this time. So do what you can. Because we got this, and we have to, because he's already out there saying if he loses, it's because we cheated. And we're not going to cheat. We're going to vote. So thanks for listening, and uh, we're going to win this thing. <laughs>